The service of morning prayer begins on page three in the prayer book. The hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. In lieu of the Venite, Psalm 95, on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the, in the day of temptation in the wilderness. And your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they shall not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. We have three psalms today, Psalm 120, 122, and 123, which begin on page 502. Psalm 120. When I was in trouble, I called upon the Lord, and he heard me. Deliver my soul. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. What reward shall be given or done unto thee, thou false tongue, even mighty and sharp arrows with hot burning coals? Woe is me that I am constrained to dwell with Meshech and to have my habitation among the tents of Kedar. My soul hath long dwelt among them that are enemies unto peace. I labor for peace, but when I speak unto them thereof, they make them ready to battle. Psalm 122 I was glad when they said unto me, We will go unto the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand in thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city that is at unity in itself. For thither the tribes go up, even the tribes of the Lord, to testify unto the name of the Lord. For there is the seat of judgment, even the seat of the house of David. O pray for the peace of Jerusalem, they shall prosper that love thee. Peace be within thy walls, and plenteousness within thy palaces. For my brethren and companions' sakes, I will wish thee prosperity. Yea, because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek to do thee good. Psalm 123 Unto thee I lift, lift I up mine eyes, O thou that dwellest in the heavens. Behold, 
even as the eyes of the servants look on the hand of their masters, and as the eyes of a maiden under the hand of her mistress, even so our eyes wait upon the Lord our God, until he have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us, for we are utterly despised. Our soul is filled with the scornful reproof of the wealthy, and with the despitefulness of the proud. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the fourth chapter of the second book of Kings. The servants of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord, and the creditor is coming to take away, take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, Go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels, do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. Then pour it into the pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons, who brought she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, "Bring me another vessel." And he said to her, "There is not another vessel." So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, "Go sell the oil and pay your debt." and you and your sons live on the rest. Now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem, where there was a noble woman, a notable woman, and she persuaded him to eat some food. So it was, as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. And she said to her husband, Look, now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please let us make a small upper room. Let's put a bed for him there, and a table and a chair and a lampstand. So it will be whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. And it happened one day that he came there, and he turned into the upper room and lay down there. Then he said to Gehazi, his servant, Call this Shunammite woman. When he had called her, she stood before him, and, she said, and he said to him, Say now to her, Look, you have been concerned for us with all this care. What can I do for you? Do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? She answered, I dwell among my people, my own people. So he said, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, action, and her husband is old. So he said, call her. When he had called her, she stood in the doorway. Then he said, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. But the woman conceived and bore a son when the appointed time had come of which Elisha had told her. And the child grew. Now it happened one day that he went out to his father, to the reapers, and he said to his father, My head, my head. So he said to his servant, Carry him to his mother. When he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees until noon, and then died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, shut the door upon him, and went out. Then she called her husband and said, Please send me one of the young men and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come back. So he said, Why are you going to him today? It is neither the new moon nor the Sabbath. And she said, It is well. Then she saddled a donkey and said to her servant, Drive and go forward. Do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. And so she departed. 
and went to the man of God at Mount Carmel. So it was when the man of God saw her afar off that he said to his servant Gehazi, Look, the Shunammite woman, please run now to meet her and say to her, Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, It is well. Now when she came to the man of God at the hill, she caught him by the feet. But Gehazi <clears throat> came near to push her away. But the man of God said, Let her alone, for her soul is in deep distress, and the Lord has hidden it from me, and has not told me. So she said, Did I ask a son of my Lord? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? Then he said to Gehazi, Get yourself ready, and take my staff in your hand, and be on your way. If you meet anyone, do not greet him. And if anyone greets you, do not answer him, but lay my staff on the child. And the mother of the child said, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. Now Gehazi went on ahead of them and laid the staff on the face of the child, but there was neither voice nor hearing. Therefore he went back to meet him and told him, saying, The child has not awakened. When Elisha came into the house, there was the child lying dead on his bed, lying dead on his bed. He went in, therefore, shut the door behind the two of them, and prayed to the Lord. And he went up and lay on the child, and put his mouth on his mouth, his eyes on his eyes, and his hands on his hands. And he stretched himself out on the child, and the flesh of the child became warm. He returned and walked in the house, and again went up and stretched himself out on him. <clears throat> then the child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. And he called Gehazi and said, Call this Shunammite woman. So he called her. And when she came in to him, he said, Pick up your son. So he went in, fell at his feet, and bowed to the ground. Then she picked up her son and went out. And Elijah returned to Gilgal. And there was a famine in the land. Now the sons of the prophets were sitting before him. And he said to his servant, Put on the large pot and boil stew for the sons of the prophets. So one went out into the field to gather herbs, and found a wild vine, and gathered a lapful of wild gourds, and came and sliced them into the pot of stew, though they did not know what they were. Then they served it to the men to eat. Now it happened, as they were eating the stew, that they cried out and said, Man of God, there is death in the pot, and they could not eat it. So he said, Then bring some flour. And he put it into the pot and said, Serve it to the people, that they may eat. And there was nothing harmful in the pot. Then a man came from Baal Shalisa and brought the man of God bread of the first fruits, twenty loaves of barley bread, and newly ripened grain in his knapsack. And he said, Give it to the people that they may eat. But his servant said, What? Shall I eat it? Shall I set this before one hundred men? He said again, Give it to the people that they may eat, for thus does the Lord, they shall eat and have some left over. So he set it before them, and they ate and had some left over according to the word of the Lord. Here ends the first lesson. Together the Benedict do says, Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, 
praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the third chapter of the first epistle of Paul to Timothy. This is a faithful saying, if a man desires the position of a bishop, he desires a good work. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, temperate, sober-minded, of good behavior, hospitable, able to teach, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for money, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not covetous, one who rules his own house well, having his children in submission with all reverence. For if a man does not know how to rule his own house, how will he take care of the church of God? Not a novice, lest being puffed up with pride, he fall into the same condemnation as the devil. Moreover, he must have a good testimony outside, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. Likewise, deacons must be reverent, not double-tongued, not given to much wine, not greedy for money, holding the mystery of the faith with a pure conscience. But let these also first be tested. Then let them serve as deacons, being found blameless. Likewise, their wives must be reverent, not slanderers, temperate, faithful in all things. Let deacons be the husbands of one wife, ruling their children and their houses, their own houses well. For those who have served well as deacons obtain for themselves a good standing and great boldness in the faith which is in Christ Jesus. Here ends the second lesson. Together the Benedictus. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies, from the hand of all that hate us. Perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant. Perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we being delivered out of the hand might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us. Give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. Third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, 
who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, forasmuch as without thee we are not able to please thee, mercifully grant that thy Holy Spirit may in all things direct and rule our hearts. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, send us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. In our Old Testament reading, we are continuing the story of Elisha the prophet. Today's passage is arguably the peak of Elisha's various miracles. So it seems like a good time to examine Elisha and his miracles. It's of course impossible to talk about Elisha without talking about his mentor Elijah. So Elijah means my God is Yah. Since Yah is one of the four symbols of the Tetragammon, the Hebrew word for is Yahweh or Jehovah, the name Elijah means God, God or my God is Yahweh. A different ordering and pronunciation gives us Joel, a less familiar name and a minor prophet in the Old Testament. Our three Psalms today, like most of the Psalms, reflect that recognition of the sovereignty of the God of Israel by his people. Meanwhile, Elisha means God is salvation. As a piece of literature, what we call the Book of Kings is thus teaching us the progression from the understanding that Yahweh is the first and true God and only God. And as the time of Elijah, unlike the false pagan gods of Israel neighbors and the idolatrous Ahab and Jezebel, then Elisha's name reminds us of the consequences of God's sovereignty. Elisha, of course, is inextricably linked to Elijah in the Bible. We first heard of Elisha eight days ago in 1 Kings 19, when after Elijah has defeated the prophets of Baal and is in hiding in the wilderness after Jezebel promised to kill them. While he is there, Elijah, Elisha receives the revelation from God regarding his remaining ministry, including the command to anoint new kings of Israel and Syria, and Elisha as his successor. Later in that same chapter, Elijah calls Elisha from the field, much as Jesus called his apostles from their vocations to their new vocation to follow him. But most famously, in 2 Kings 
second chapter of Second Kings, which we heard on Thursday, Elisha follows Elijah during his final day on earth and witnesses his ascension into heaven. Elijah literally passes his mantle to Elisha. That's where the phrase comes from. And Elisha becomes a prophet in his stead. If the last miracle that Elijah himself performed was to use that mantle to part the Jordan before crossing the river, much as Joshua had done centuries earlier, Elisha's first miracle was to use it to cross back. In that same chapter, Elisha asked Elijah for a double portion of your spirit, which he received. From the chronologies of the kings, it is clear that Elisha's life as a prophet was much longer than Elijah's, more than 50 years, versus less than 20, or maybe even less than 10 for Elijah. And some commentators have claimed that Elisha has twice as many recorded miracles as Elijah, say 57 or 32 verses 16 or some other account. Of course, it depends on what your definition of a miracle is. I think we would agree that healing Naaman of leprosy in this Monday's reading is a miracle, but is inflicting leprosy on Gehazi in the same reading also a miracle? Some would count prophecy as a miracle, while in my view, that's bravely speaking God's truth that has been received by direct revelation. If we take the narrower and perhaps more natural definition of miracle, then there are, of course, direct parallels between these two prophets. Both provide a miraculous food supply of food for a widow and her household, uh, including for Elisha today um, with the widow. Although today, Elisha also feeds the prophets. Elijah raised that woman's um, son from the dead, while Elisha ra raised from the dead another woman's son, the married Shunammite woman. However, Elisha cures Naaman from his leprosy and after his death, touching Elisha's bones brings the dead man back to life. But there are some differences. Elijah starts and ends a crippling drought in Israel. He confronts Ahab and the prophets of Baal, defeats them and kills hundreds of them. In New Testament times, while both are remembered for their miracles, it is clearly Elijah is clearly remembered as the greater prophet, as witnessed by his presence in the Transfiguration, perhaps because he walked and talked with God, as did Moses and David before him. Many of these miracles are echoed in the New Testament in Jesus' ministry. Jesus provides drink at the wedding of Cana, feeds the 4,000 and the 5,000. Jesus raises three people from the dead, including Lazarus, who's been dead four days, before his father himself raises Jesus from the dead. Thus, the dozens of miracles of Jesus, miracles not seen in 800 years in Israel, but in this case issued on a much greater scale, convince the people of first century Judea and Samaria that Jesus is some sort of prophet. At the same time, they recognize that what he says in his prophecy is completely different. However, in the Transfiguration, like his earlier baptism in the Jordan, Jesus' followers receive direct revelation that he is not a prophet, but the Son of God. While Christians and Jews share most of the same Hebrew scriptures in many aspects of our conception of God, this, of course, is the inescapable difference. Jesus as prophet or miracle worker versus Jesus as God incarnate. As demonstrated throughout the Acts of the Apostles, many find this claim outrageous or unbelievable. But as Christians in every era, we are called to proclaim that in our lives and in the world. We now return to page 18 of the Book of Common Prayer.
God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Almighty God and merciful Father, who wouldst have the kingdoms of the world become the kingdom of thy Son, Jesus Christ, bestow thy blessing we beseech thee on all who labor for peace and righteousness among the peoples, that the day may be hastened when war shall be no more, and thy will only shall govern the nations upon earth, through the same Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Thank you as every Saturday to Chris, to Carl and Britt for making this morning's worship possible. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Joel. Hey, Joel, what, what collect was that? What collect was that? Um, Connie, I can, it's, I can send it to you if you send me an email. Okay, will do. Thank you. Okay, thank you all. Have a great day. Nice work, Joel.